At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Vari in the VEASAN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook with Vinny Maiulo and Amal Shaw today. Again, covering for Matt Humans right now because he is covering on another show, Follow the Money, in the morning. So if you missed any of our shows, you can always check them out at VEASAN.com. But let's kick this one off with a bit of a hectic day in the sportsbook. The first thing I asked Vinny Maiulo when I walked in was, you must have had a busy morning. Lots of breaking news here. Oh. Chris Paul out indefinitely. Kawhi Leonard out indefinitely. Chris Paul due to safety protocols, COVID-19 related. And Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers are afraid he might have suffered an ACL injury. Vinny, how was your morning? <laughs> well, I just took it easy and watched the Italy game just now. But no, no, what a what a, uh, a kind of a, a reflection of what this season has been like, particularly this postseason in the NBA, right? I mean, let's face it. Uh, Danielle, the, the thing about it is you just don't know who's going to be able to go on a, on a nightly basis. And these are, these are superstars that are impacted. And it's not just this is not load management. And we'll talk a little bit about it uh, later on because there have been plenty of games this year where the Clippers have been without Kawhi. Mm-hmm. But that's due to, uh, uh, to load management. But you have the, the situation uh, with, with Kawhi. You've got Chris Paul. You've got Joel Embiid is not 100%. Uh, no team is without injuries right now. Of course, the Nets, even uh, you know Milwaukee. I mean, there's not too many. Probably the Suns are probably the healthiest team of the remaining teams right now. And it's a it's a matter of us having to watch these uh, numbers very quickly. We opened the Jazz uh, the other night after uh, Game Two. I mean, I'm sorry, Game Four uh, as two and a half point home favorites. We made the adjustment to seven. Well, that didn't stop anybody. Laid seven, laid seven and a half, and now the game sits at eight. Uh, right now, the Sixers holding steady as seven-point favorites, and I think we're starting to see some eight-and-a-halves out there on the Jazz, Amal. Yeah, no surprise, obviously, with the Kawhi announcement, him going down with the injury. Uh, I saw LeBron James tweeted. They say, He said they didn't want to listen to me about the start of the season. No, because you wanted to try and stuff a championship in in that abridged version season. You could have started the season in October if they didn't mm-hmm. play the remainder of the season last year. You could have done it like other places had done it. So, they you know canceled what? the Olympics. I mean, some yeah, involved it's exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. you bring up a great point, Daniel, about the Olympics. Think about this, Vinny. You yep. remember this vividly. Yep. 1980 and 1984. I would say Mary Lou Retton is the happiest person that Jimmy Carter boycotted the Moscow Olympics. <laughs> we wouldn't know who Mary Lou Retton is. She doesn't become extremely wealthy and a famous gymnast if the Russians and all the other communist countries at the time were competing in Los Angeles. You work for four years, and all of a sudden it gets pushed off. But they wanted to get this NBA season in, and now you're complaining about the injuries. Well, first of all, you know what? Uh, it was funny. Our producer, Jacob Rocha, nuts said, uh, well, Kawhi could potentially be out till January. I said he was only going to play three games anyway until then. Every other <laughs> night he's got to take off due to load management. What difference does it make? <laughs> Uh, well, not to be uh, not to be callous, but to be more from a betting perspective here, when we see this huge line swing here, obviously due to missing a giant superstar for this Clippers team here, is there any value to be found here when we see a big swing like this? 
Go ahead. Mike. No, I was like an say, overcorrection or an mm-hmm. overreaction. No, I don't think you can overcorrect. Kawhi Leonard's probably the third best player over the last decade in the NBA, mm-hmm. right? LeBron James and Kevin Durant, and then Kawhi Leonard. He's got two championships to his credit, and the catalyst in Toronto. But more importantly, you know, Paul George has always wanted to be considered one of those elite top ten, top twelve players. If he is that, this is the game to show it. If you can carry a team, this is your time. You want to be that guy. This is the opportunity to step up. But I think it's also a bad situation for the Clippers. The Jazz get embarrassed in two games on the road in three and four. You're going to come back, play better defense. You're at home. You're going to have a fired-up crowd. When you look at it from a Utah perspective, you need 10 games to a championship. Talk about a great path. You're looking at facing a Clippers team that's going to be without Kawhi Leonard uh, for game six, five and six and potentially a game seven. Uh, there's question marks in terms of Chris Paul. You mentioned in COVID protocol for games uh, – potentially one and two, but really more importantly if it were game three because that would be in Phoenix. And then you look at the fact that Joel Embiid's a bit banged up. Brooklyn's got injuries they're dealing with. So a lot of question marks, everything falling in the favor of the Jazz right now. Adjustments, uh, you know, we just make the adjustments and then let the betters decide, Daniel. And again, the adjustment to seven uh, where they laid the seven and seven and a half and now eight. I think, you know, I think we're going to find the buyback threshold if it's eight or eight and a half. Definitely at eight and a half I could see where there'll be uh, money coming on the Clippers. And why? Again, we've seen the Clippers quite a bit this year without Kawhi. Here's the key for the Clippers, right? Can Paul George carry them? I think he can. He's going to get his when opportunity. He's in the mood, when he feels and, like when, it. Well, I hope he feels like it tonight, especially if uh, if you're backing him. And uh, the other part is defense. That's going to be the key for the Clippers tonight. Vinny, I have to imagine of all the conference odds, the Eastern Conference has been set for the most part. People are expecting the Nets to win it. Mm-hmm. The Western Conference has been a headache, and now, now what? Well, if if the Clippers uh, go, well, the Jazz are still going to be the favorites. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no question. Well, now about more it. than so, ever. Yeah, I mean, you may not see Kawhi for the remainder of this series. We got games to talk about and more coming up right here on My Guys in the Desert. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert here on a Wednesday. Danielle Vary in the VEASAN studio with Vinny Mayula from the South Point Sportsbook and Amal Shaw from The Nuts. Make sure you catch that show on VEASAN as well. Uh, we have lots of great guests coming up. In just a few minutes, we'll bring on Johnny Avella, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. At the top of the hour, the next hour rather, we'll have Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, also known as JVT. And we'll also have Teddy Greenstein from PointsBet joining us that hour as well. Before we get to Johnny, let's talk real quick about tonight's games mm-hmm. going on. Obviously, a lot of drama, a lot of things shifting with the Kawhi Leonard news and the Chris Paul news, but we do have two games. We have the Clippers and the Jazz, which you were just briefly talking about, but Vinny, you said you have an update for the Hawks 76ers games going on tonight. The Sixers, I believe, a seven-point favorite now, total sitting around 224. Yeah, just went to seven and a half as mm-hmm. we uh, came on the air, Danielle. So the Sixers from seven to seven and a half at home tonight uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, to try to get a lead in this series, the total down uh, just a, just a touch to 224. I'll give you the three. There's the three-team money line parlay tonight. It's the 76ers. I like it at minus 330, and then you've got the Jazz all the way up. To, I mean, here it is, <laughs> Sixers. Jazz and Golden Knights, which are approaching uh, $3. They're up to two eighty right now. There's your three-teamer tonight. Hey, throw the Mercury in from the WNBA tonight. Right Might there, as well. There's your get your, get some bang Why for your not? buck. Big money line parlays. I, to me, I love, you know, I'm not necessarily an advocate of it, but I love the 76ers and the Jazz on these two teams on the money line. And... You know, sometimes to your point, Daniel, this is where I disagree with you, where you said to throw in, I forgot which team you referenced, <laughs> the W. No, the reason why I bring it up is yeah. because 
any other game in baseball, like DeGrom's probably going to win, but you don't want to lay $3 in a baseball game. I like Savali tonight for the Indians against the uh, Orioles. But there's a difference in a Game 5 situation for both of these teams than mm. one of 162 uh, for a baseball team, you know, one of a regular season game in the WNBA. So for me, I would say, hey, listen, I think the 76ers are going to win. And now it's gotten up to 330. It was about 275 earlier yeah. in the day, guys. Mm-hmm. I would take a look at those two teams. And let's say it's at about, you know, you lay 100, you get back about 75, 80 cents, whatever it is. You never go broke taking a profit. Now, there's no guarantee it's going to win, but I still think it's a great opportunity to be able to just kind of secure yourself in a position where you're probably going to be able to win. You're saying you want both games to have the same kind of gravity to them. Exactly. Good summation. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Well, something to consider then if you are looking at a money line parlay. Maybe don't do a four-team parlay like I would. Uh, But the Clippers and Jazz also going on tonight. We talked about that number. Hold on a second. (laughs) Going up. Hold on a second. She's the host. I got to interrupt her for a second. My man Vinny Maiulo has been around for a long time, and Johnny is going to join us. They've been in this business for a long time. Trust me when I tell you, when you go to the window and you say you want to add another team on the parlay, they are more than happy to hold it open for you you listen yes. we we try to accommodate people <laughs> yeah, right it's not like we're trying to discourage them. i mean if, Dan, if that's what danielle likes then that's what danielle gets that's i know thing. and every better who does a multiple team parlay walks away from the window feeling like they they but really did something i'll, I'll see you in there. a little while the cash <laughs> well, think about back. this right you put in a two-team parlay you'll go one and one you put in a nine-team parlay you'll go eight and one <laughs> right it's just there's always this one game that's but you only there. need that one to hit once what do you want me back in a dice pit? What are you trying to do? Put me out of business here, Jesus. You go with who you like, that don't. Then I've seen the lines here. Trust me when I tell you right now, your only problem is finding a new general contractor on the mansion. Oh man. All right. Well, two NBA games tonight. We're obviously gonna break them down a little bit more later on. But let's bring in our guest, Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. Johnny, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, my pleasure, Danielle, and nice to see those two gentlemen that are with you. Yes, uh, they are trying to discourage me from a four-team parlay tonight. As a bookmaker, would you encourage it? <laughs> uh, no, I, I would encourage it as a bookmaker, but as a uh, consultant, then I, I would not encourage it. <laughs> All right. I, I All love right. that answer. Thank you. That's uh, that's pretty much uh, three again. Wow. So <laughs> I never knew Johnny was like walking a tightrope. Look at <laughs> Johnny, we have some exciting things going on at DraftKings. You guys have your football contest, Pro Football Millionaire Pick'em, and Pro Football Millionaire Survivor. How can people sign up for this? Tell them what these contests are. Well, the contest is pretty simple. Uh, The the Pro Pick'em is pick five uh, games against the spread every week. Um, $1,500 entry fee, million guaranteed to the winner. Now, we are in multiple states. Um, you know, that contest is going to take place in five different states and hopefully more by the time the season starts. Um, so you need to get to one of those states. Uh, you know, it's you got Illinois, you got Colorado, you got New Jersey, you got Pennsylvania, you got West Virginia, New Hampshire's involved. So you need to get to one of those states to sign up. Uh, same goes for the survivor. The survivor is $333 to enter, a million dollar guaranteed to the winner. Um, and growing. The, the, I'm, I'm seeing those contests feel much better than they did last year. Last year there was an overlay. Uh, this year it looks like they'll be totally filled and probably give out more money uh, than what I'm telling you, more than a million dollars. Johnny, just to clarify, so the the pool, the prize pool, is based on all the states you mentioned, right? It's not an individual state-by-state contest. Everybody is in the same contest uh, for those jurisdictions that you mentioned. 
Correct. We okay. were able to secure. Yeah, we were able to secure that through those states and uh, and get them to allow us to do these pools. So yeah, it's exciting for us. And eventually, we'd like to have a contest in every state where you know where sports gaming is legal. Well, and also for the millionaire survivor, max of three entries. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. So something to look at. What was the entry fee on the survivor one? $333. It's a weird amount, um, Amal, but that's what the group decided on. No, it's not bad because you figure a lot of people are going to do three entries. You get in for 1000 I think it's actually fairly mm -hmm. reasonable. Yeah. Uh, for the I low, actually, low price of nine ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I, I like that uh, concept that they have there. I do have one question. I, obviously, being a DraftKings employee, I'm ineligible. But for people that may be in a state where they don't have access to DraftKings, would they be able to use a proxy similar yeah. to what we see in the circuit contest and Westgate? They will not. Okay. Um, yeah, they will. Ha what they could do is if they had close proximity to a state, they could sign up at that state and then have to go back to that state to put the selections in. So you need to be within the boundaries when you sign up. You need to be within the boundaries when you make your selections. Got it. Good. All right. So if you're maybe on the border, you're in a good situation. Yeah, if you're like if you're... Dustin, if it was in California, you can do that. By the way, before we move on to something else, I, Johnny's here, so I got to go to college football at some point in time. I wish you this would. Guy, this guy's one of the godfathers. He puts out all the original lines when he was at the win. By the way, though, see Daniel, he's got plantain shutters behind him. That doesn't come on straight bets. Those come on parlays. That's all I'm going to say to you. Okay, Let, I'll just leave it at that. I'm going to order plantain. I'm, I'm going to get plantain. I've done a lot of home flips. Plantation uh, shutters that. for the studio here behind us. <laughs> we like have Johnny's no shutters. Point of reference, Johnny. Uh, I know we're going to get into the NBA and a couple things in a second, but I, I love how much you love college football, like I do. Uh, the season's going to be outstanding. I've got to ask you about a team I'm extremely high on, so you can go ahead and knock them down right now. I really like Georgia this year in the SEC. I know Alabama, of course, is going to be the favorite, not only nationally, but in, in terms of league play in the SEC West. What do you think about Georgia's chances this year? Kirby Smart seems to have an awfully talented team. Really talented team, Amal. Uh, you know, one team certainly stands in their way in the SEC, and that's Alabama. Uh, but we've been bet. You know, the, the in the future book, uh, Georgia's only seven to one to win the national title. So uh, we've taken money. They were higher than that. Uh, so I, I like their chances this year. Of course, you know, Alabama and Clemson and Ohio State. Although those teams have quality teams they go on name a lot from year to year uh, Georgia is going on personnel this year that's why their price is low uh, just uh, to piggyback on your point I'm also when we did regular season win totals here for college Chris had the idea to, rather than every game in case something got canceled because right. of COVID we went with just conference games here and in the SEC went with Alabama at seven and a half flat and Georgia at seven uh, so they're right there within within a half a game of each other. Yeah, and this year Georgia goes to Tuscaloosa. Oh, yeah. They play Alabama. What a schedule these guys have. They start the season in Charlotte against Clemson, which will probably be the, the marquee non-conference matchup of the year. Should be a lot of fun. Danielle, I didn't mean to hijack this interview. I but know when you it, did. <laughs> no, you come I on didn't. somebody but else's listen, show. Johnny knows. You're jealous you can't get Johnny. I get well, it. That's true. But <laughs> John, Johnny knows if he's on, we're going to talk college football. Yes. That's true. Hey, uh, I'm on one last point yeah. on Georgia. We have met 10 and a half over minus 134. So we're we're believers also. Yeah. Good good price. Uh, one Fair question enough. for me for college football. Johnny, when you guys were looking at it this year, is it a situation where you're looking at teams that had a lot of returners, kind of what I'm always talking about here, less attrition? Is that a team that you would be a little bit higher on? 
Yes, uh, that's one thing to look at. And uh, the class that's coming in is the other. College football is so much different than pro football. Pro football, we pretty much know what teams have from year to year. A couple of changes here and there. But for college football, it's all about what have you retained or what do you have coming in? You know what's interesting? I know we want to get on to some other things, but it's an important topic because everybody wants to talk football and I think Amal brings up a great point because college football continues to grow. There was a time when the ratio here in the state was about four or five to one NFL to college football. Now they're about equal to each other. So in terms of overall handle, but I think what you look at this now with Alabama and Georgia both in the uh, the, the conversation, the early conversation for the national champion, the national the playoff, right? You've got to say, okay, so which conferences are automatically eliminated already, yeah. right? Because that's going to happen. And then these first games, the Georgia-Clemson game is going to have massive implications on that, which, you know, look, again, I love the fact that they're talking about expanding the playoff. Whether you like the 12-team format or not, we, I think we all realize that the that the playoff format has to be expanded. And, and, and from our perspective, it's only going to be great for business. Yeah, I just want to follow up on what Vinny said. He's too classy to tell you this, Danielle. Your Pac-12 will not be in. And I'm glad you, I thought you were going to ask Johnny about UCLA, but go ahead and go to the NBA. Okay, we have Oregon, we have USC, we have some teams in the mix. I was I was going to self-eliminate and then I was like, wait a minute, we got to, some juice. I didn't want to bring it up. Yes, uh, but I'm glad we did talk about football because again, one of people's favorite sports to bet on college or yeah. professional. But we do have another big moneymaker going on this weekend. The U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Uh, what are your biggest liabilities for this, Johnny? Uh, Phil Mickelson is a huge liability. Um, you know, while while Phil Mickelson was winning the last P major to PGA, the money was coming in that day, and I was watching it come in on him to win the U.S. Open, and it has not stopped. Uh, you know, huge liability if he gets there again. You know, I, can he get there again? It's always possible. He had a good day, certainly, in the PGA, and he knows this course and plays this course well. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if things are going to go as well for Phil uh, as they did that weekend. Uh, but still, he's being backed, and uh, that, that'll be a guy we will be rooting against. You know, Danielle, to Johnny's point, we always saw uh, sentimental in the last few years, sentimental money for Tiger Woods. Right? I mean, that's that's in essence what it was by the part of the public. More seasoned betters were like, fine, let let's get you know let Tiger draw as much attention as possible because everybody else then we get a better price on other golfers. Mickelson, we opened, but you know a lot of people felt it was low at fifty, but it's just been a steady flow of tickets. I think he's the sentimental choice here because it's at Torrey Pines and what he did, uh, you know, last month. Now he hasn't done since. Um, this is the one the, the U.S. Open is the one that he's not won in terms of the overall Grand Slam in golf. Uh, but he does uh, he does know the course pretty well. He hasn't won here in a while, but he's down to twenty five to one, and that's tickets and money right now. Yeah, it should be really interesting. Should be a fun tournament. Torrey Pines, a terrific place, uh, just outside San Diego. It should be a fantastic tournament there. Johnny, I want to switch a little bit to the NBA. Big news, obviously today. Kawhi Leonard out for the Los Angeles Clippers. They were probably odds-on favorites for a lot of people outside of the Lakers to win the title. Do you see a team now really having an opportunity, whether it be Utah, Phoenix, to be able to capture and maybe take the title? Because it looks like Utah should advance on, and then we could have a scenario where we have Phoenix and Utah playing, and the Suns were 3-0 this year against the Jazz. You know, Amal, you mentioned uh, Utah Jazz and, and Phoenix Suns, a couple of teams that have had a tremendous seasons, and yes, the door is open for them, but the door is also open for a team like the Atlanta Hawks. If they could 
get by in this series because uh, you got your, your top teams now. The Lakers are gone, and the Clippers now uh, very unlikely to get there. So uh, the door is open for every team. Hmm. Hey, yeah, when I was looking at your odds this morning, I, I was like, there must be some news because there's no Western Conference odds up. How much did that shake up your guys' morning over there? Yeah, it shook us up a little bit, of course. Uh, you know, you, you take a player like uh, that out of the lineup, then you, then then the news with Paul, you know, he's – the thing about Paul is that the, the series between the Jazz and the Clippers is tied 2-2. So the, the next series will either start Sunday or Tuesday, and so that gives Paul a lot of time to get better. Uh, even if he misses game one, he's going to be there. This guy, he's unbelievable to watch – and his stats have just been off the charts here for this series. So, um, yeah, he's a guy that they're going to need. And if something happens and he doesn't play, which is that's unlikely, uh, then talk about opening the door. Yeah, you know, to your point, Johnny, the one thing that I've really enjoyed in terms of guys watching this series with uh, Denver and even the previous series against the Lakers, Chris Paul has brought back the mid-range game. So many mm-hmm. people that have gone nobody away. asked for, but yes. What's that? <laughs> that nobody asked for, but you're, yes, he did. You're right. Well, listen, you He's know, done we, it all, we, we all can't be as fortunate as you to be Warriors <laughs> fans and just sit there and watch two guys who never miss, yeah. you know, from beyond the arc. The reality of it is he has kind of revitalized himself, and I think he's gotten that respect he's probably been longing for for a long time, finally be able to carry this team to a conference championship opportunity. Veteran leadership on a young team, no Absolutely. doubt. Good, uh, good uh, formula. Johnny, we just have about 30 seconds left here. We have two NBA games going on tonight. Uh, what are you seeing on the action here? Obviously, huge line move on this Clippers and Jazz game. Uh, Jazz now up to eight-point favorites. Yeah, well, that's not indicative of where the money is, but it's still we're still heavy on the Jazz a little. There could be some Clipper money come in at plus the eight, um, but the you know from two and a half to eight is not the move. The move took place on air with, without taking money because of the missing player. On the Sixers, I'm surprised that we're we were at early on the game. We had more Atlanta money than we did Sixers, but I think that'll even out by the time that game tips off. All right. Well, Johnny Avella from DraftKings Sportsbook. Johnny, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Thank you. All right. So he thinks that'll even out by time. I still have to look at these games tonight. And I do like what Vinny said still about maybe a money line play here because we're just seeing so much movement. Still Clippers, Jazz, Jazz favored by eight points. We also have NHL playoffs going on, of course. We'll talk about those next right here on My Guys in the Desert. to the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out oddstrader.com and download the free oddstrader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need. We're back here on My Guys in the Desert, Daniel Alvari with Vinny Maiulo and Amal Shaw talking about NHL playoffs. We have just one game going on tonight. It is the Vegas Golden Knights and the Canadiens. Game two, the Knights actually lead the series one to zero. Look like they were back in their old form in that game one and look like the Canadiens were no longer in that North Division. That's 
at least uh, what Oof. it looks like. Yeah. Uh, series price right now, VGK minus 1,000 Canadians plus 650. Vinny, what do you think of this one? Well, I know uh, uh, from our side of the counter, we just actually finally found a threshold to get some money back on uh, the Canadians at plus 240. So this uh, number now is Golden Knights at minus 275. But that's that's very misleading because every parlay, as I mentioned, every money line parlay uh, includes the Golden Knights tonight. You're, you're, you're going to see uh, both favorites in the basketball games tonight, the Sixers and the Jazz at home going to the Golden Knights, throw DeGrom in there with the Mets. Uh, tonight, uh, as uh, as big favorites, as three dollar favorites, and that's what uh, that's what folks have migrated to. So, uh, Knights here minus one hundred five on the puck line as well, uh, which is also uh, down ten cents. So that that'll that'll continue to rise as well. One of the more popular bets has always has been in the last four years as the Golden Knights on the puck line. So yeah, it was a uh, a, a big difference. For Montreal the other night, going against the speed and the size of the Golden Knights, the division uh, uh, definitely you know, uh, is, is a much different. Now. But I'll, I will tell you this, um, the, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, w- without him, the Knights are not even to this point. And he proved uh, his, uh, his medal again the other day because when you think about it, Amal, the Canadians had the better of it in, uh, in the first part of that game the other night, and Fleury really kept the Knights in it until they got their rhythm. I was shocked that Montreal didn't have the lead, uh, you know, halfway through the first period. They probably had three really high-quality scoring chances, mm-hmm. didn't capitalize on it. I was concerned. I said, going forward, it looks like it's going to probably be VGK. When you don't capitalize on opportunities, last night we saw it between the Bucks and Nets, 54% for Milwaukee, mm-hmm. 31% midway through the second quarter, and only 11-point lead. And it's the same thing in this game here. Uh, give Vegas credit. You know, I'm not sure, Danielle, if I'm being biased because I have the Canadians at 4-1 to to win this series. If they're that if Vegas was as dominant as the final score indicated or was the game a little bit closer? Because I'll tell you, watching it, I thought it was a couple of bounces here or there. This game could have gone either way. That's why I'm not interested in laying 280 yet with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in this spot. Uh, maybe look towards them on the road when the number comes down, probably around 160 or 170. Would you be? Would you take like plus anywhere from six fifty I, or I seven took another to one? Bet on, so if you had the, the uh, if you took four dollars, I took another days, one. A okay. smaller bet on six fifty. I just had to take a shot with it simply yeah. because Vin, if okay. they win this game right. tonight, mm-hmm. it's going to change the entire complexion sure. of the pricing on the series. No question. Absolutely. Would you tonight's game? Would you look at something like possibly the puck line in favor of the Canadians plus one and a half if you're expecting it to be a little bit closer? Yeah, actually, I would. Not uh, a terrible yeah, price. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You bring up a really good point there. I think sometimes, especially in playoff hockey. Um, you know, the one concern you had was Montreal pulled the goalie down yeah. four to one, which affected your concern on the total. But more importantly, to your point, Danielle, I think if this game is tight, and especially, you know, it's a great feeling. Let's say Montreal gets to two goals and you're looking in the third period, it's two, two with about five, six, seven mm-hmm. minutes to go. You're like, hey, I like my chances. I, I think based on the pricing, it is not a bad play at all. If you're going to bet the Canadians on the on the puck line, continue to wait until we get closer to puck uh, puck drop, because uh, this again opened with at plus one and a half minus a quarter, so is a ten cent shift. And again, now with the Golden Knights at minus minus, uh, you'll get a better price, uh, at least another nickel better, on the Canadians if you're interested in them on the uh, on the puck line. That is a great tip, and I'm sure you guys are going to see even more money come in on oh, Vegas. It, you guys always need whoever Vegas is playing. It's just a matter of <laughs> just for, for how much. So yes. that, that I can tell you. It's all about the Golden Knights tonight. Uh, Vin, Vin, i got a quick question yes, for you. Sir. I don't know if you have this information off the top of your head. Uh, Mike Palm and I were talking after our mm-hmm. show today. We said a VGK plays Tampa in the Stanley Cup Finals. I thought VGK, would, I said, would be about a $1.40 favorite. 
That might be a little high. You know, here it's not out, outrageous to say. I mean, on paper, it's probably closer to a pick 'em. Yeah, but I would again, agree. With you. BGK being home and being here, regional bias wise. Yeah, you'll. I think you'll. You may see that here again. It depends on how both teams come out of this series, right? And we already know that Tampa is. Uh, is is split right now, so and they've, and they've got to go to Nassau Coliseum now uh, at one and one. Depends on how the Knights. If the Knights go through this series a lot quicker, and then then Tampa. If, uh, uh, let's say it is Tampa that comes out of that series. It's going to be a minimum of five games. So it depends on that. Uh, it wouldn't shock me simply because it's the, of the regional bias here. You're, the, it'll be higher here. You'll get a better price on whoever comes out of the East in, the, in Nevada. Danielle, circa game six between the Knights and the Avalanche, they took zero, zero bets on the Avalanche. Oof. Man. Think about that. that. That's, quite, that's quite a regional yeah. bet. I'm sorry, yeah, that just exactly. really hit me. Well, we obviously have a lot more to get to with the NHL and more next on My Guys in the Desert. season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Daniel Alvari back here on My Guys in the Desert with Vinny Maiulo and Amal Shah taking a look at some of the MLB action in progress right now that Rays White Sox game is heading to the bottom of the 10th inning seven to seven tied up in those extra innings Padres Rockies also going on mid sixth here Rockies up seven to six and then the Angels and A's also going on bottom of the sixth here A's up five to four and the Nationals Pirates Nationals lead one to zero in the top of the six we have some games that are going to get underway in just about 90 minutes here featuring some New York teams let's start with the Yankees and the Blue Jays coming up here uh we have Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees and Ross Stripling on the mound for the Blue Jays. Amal, what do you think? You know, I lean towards Cole here. This is a lower price than you normally see with uh, Cole on the road. We're seeing it still come down even further. Excuse me, Blue Jays blown that game yesterday. Had a 5-2 lead. Yanks come back and win. This is the one concern I have with the Yankees, though. Their offense has struggled. Uh, but Cole is a guy that can be extremely dominant. A good opportunity here. I'm not as big of a believer in Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling comes in with an ERA nearing 5, so... Danielle, look, if you're laying 160 on the road long-term, it's going to be a losing proposition. But with a guy like Cole, I think if you want to take a shot, this may not be the worst play. Would oh. you want to know how sticky his hands are first before <laughs> oh, you make your bet? Well, okay. I think I think the stickiness is at least on hold for uh, for, <laughs> for, for, for the near future. But uh, this is actually a two-way betting game here with Cole opening at 65, got as low as 50, uh, uh, 53, and now back up to 58. So from our side of the counter, happy to see that. Uh, the total on the game from eight to seven and a half. Vinny, we've talked about this a lot. How worried or how are you feeling about the Yankees team at this point in the season? I, I wouldn't worry about the Yankees for for this particular. I mean, you, you, if you're a Yankee fan or a Yankee ticket holder on a future, you're, you're probably, you know, you want to be a little bit concerned, but you still have such a long season to get off it, right? Because by now, 
uh, it doesn't look like the Red Sox and the Rays are going to go away. So you've got an opportunity to mitigate your, your risk. But the Yankees have, even though they're up against the cap, they're always involved, right, in terms of the trade deadline and things. Now, what, what kind of assets do they have in their system to help accommodate that is going to be uh, uh, another situation. But it'll get even more expensive for them if the as long as the Red Sox and Tampa Bay are relevant. So um, multiple, they don't have to win the division to get to the postseason. Um, they've got a pretty. Uh, Mom brought up a good point the other day when we were on. They've got a pretty challenging schedule ahead of them, but with that lineup, Amal, uh, you know what? As long as they can hit, and if they can start hitting. Uh, they can they can get back into this thing. Yeah, you mentioned the keys for them to get on track in terms of hitting. Also, they need somebody else to step up consistently besides mm-hmm. Garrett Cole in terms of starting rotation. Yeah. But, I, Danielle, the reason why Vinny said he's not really concerned because Vinny's a Mets fan, so it's always <laughs> nice when the Yankees are t- teetering around. You breaks know, my heart. Hard. Really, it breaks <laughs> my heart. But, but I am actually concerned. I'll tell you why. Eight games behind Tampa. Rays yeah. are playing extremely well. They're seven games behind uh Seven in the win column, five in the loss column behind the Red Sox. Houston and Oakland appear to be the one of those two teams is going to get the wild card. Can you get in there and become that fifth team? I'm not sure the Yankees necessarily are playing well enough, and Vin brought it up again, yeah. the schedule. We're going to find out a lot in the next four weeks. This Yankees team... If they just go 500, I think they're in trouble. They've got to make some hay against a challenging schedule. And, and the Indians, too, are not showing any signs of going away in the Central. Yeah. So you put all of that together before we really say, okay, now you really can, you know, the, you, you're not necessarily going to 20 and 40 on the Yankees in the, in the future book, uh, you know, Penn and, and World Series this soon. Uh, could that happen as you get closer to uh, after this stretch that Amal mentioned? Well, yeah, I mean, when you get uh, close to the All-Star game. But let's remember this. A couple of years ago, when Washington won the World Series, they were given up for dead, right? What were they, 16, yeah. 19 yeah, they games under, under 500? Yeah. Uh, the year the Dodgers went to the World Series, and I think it was the year they went – uh, against the uh, the drum beaters from uh, from Houston, uh, they were they were uh, you know they they struggled the, the first uh, third of the season as well. But uh, look, we all you know we saw how they could turn it around. If there's a team that can turn it around, it's the Yankees. But we'll continue to monitor it. Good news for the Yankees. You brought up that White Sox game. White Sox win in the bottom of the tenth. Yasmani Grandal with the uh, single gets Vaughn home there. They win this game, and so now the Rays drop a half a game there. Definitely a long baseball season yes. uh, to well, consider. The, yeah, that's the other thing because again, a year ago at this time, uh, we were, they were already past sixty games, right? So uh, and that was you, it. Yeah, this that's is all she wrote. the fact that the season is going to continue and get the entire season in. You don't want to just overreact right now, but as a better, if you've got tickets on the Yankees in terms of regular season wins, in terms of futures, well, you know, there's opportunities for you to start looking at, at other teams. Uh, and maybe mitigate that or overcome what uh, what could be a liability for you. One last note here on the Yankees. Anything that would make a difference possibly if they did fire Aaron Boone, their manager here, is that going to rock the boat in any either a positive or a negative way for the Yankees? I don't know. I mean, the Yankees, uh, it's it's always been a, an interesting – I mean, obviously George Steinbrenner's not there uh, anymore. Uh, I mean, he, he hired and fired Billy Martin like every other week. But uh, – <laughs> 
I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I think that's that's a lot being played out in in the media as well. So when right. he's getting rehired, does he have to interview again? Like, does he? You know, I think he was hired and fired six times there, right? Does he come back in? <laughs> well, what did you learn from the last time you got fired? What, what can you bring to the table that's different this I, time? I think it's uh, just going to the local watering hole down in Midtown <laughs> and saying, "Hey, we're going to fix this." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I'll be back. I'm, I'm good." Well, that's the most New York thing I've heard uh, so far. <laughs> Let's talk about the other New York team here: the Cubs at the Mets, seven ten p.m. Eastern. So again, just under ninety minutes here before it gets underway. Robert Stock on the mound for the Cubs and Jacob DeGrom for the Mets. A little bit of an injury possible scare with DeGrom the other day, uh, but now looks like possibly things are going to be okay for him tonight. Anything that you factored in tonight, Vinny? Um, no, not really. I mean, it's the second time that he's had uh, an issue with his right side. Mm-hmm. It's not the it's not his shoulder or, or his elbow, so that's uh, that that's a good thing. Uh, they did bet the uh, bet the Cubs so far, but I think. That's a matter of taking the price, right? I mean, it was three thirty to begin with, now down to three dollars for the for the Mets here. Uh, the total on the game six and a half, but I think it's a matter of just taking the price with the Cubs and the Mets have won the first two games in the series, so better so maybe just taking advantage of the price and betting against the sweep them all. Yeah, and, and all, not only that, Danielle brought up an excellent point. Uh, Degrom goes out in his last start at eighty pitches, and the reason why that's so important is Danielle. To me, I don't want to lay this price. Vin alluded to betting not the sure. price on, exactly yeah. right. Like what yeah. happens if he starts, throws an inning like Scherzer did against the Giants yeah. last Friday night, and then leaves the game? Now, granted, mm-hmm. both sides pitched well in that matchup, but you. You don't want to be in a scenario where you've got a bullpen game at minus $3 against the Cubs team who's played terrific baseball for the last month. Right. You don't even want that first five. You don't know how many innings they're going to be in. That's exactly right. Well, uh, we have more baseball games, obviously, but we'll get to those in the second hour. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more college football. I know Amal is excited for this. I hope you are, too. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Back here on My Guys in the Desert, Danielle Avari, Vinny Maiulo, and Amal Shaw. We were talking to Johnny Avello, Drafting Sportsbook Director, in the first segment today at the top of the hour. We talked a little bit of college football. So we have those DraftKings college win totals that we can look at here. And I already know which one Amal wants to talk about first. Probably Georgia here, the number 10 and a half uh, slightly juiced to the over here at minus 134 and under plus 105. Amal, why do you like Georgia so much here? Well, first of all, you got JT Daniels back. I uh, love the running game. I, I think James Cook is one of the most underrated running backs in college football. He's tremendous. Uh, offensive line should be very solid. The one thing is Pickens is out with a torn ACL, but you know, I just saw earlier today, Odell Beckham Jr. was working on the Browns mandatory camp. And to me, when you see guys coming back from ACL injuries so much quicker, I don't think you can rule Pickens out for the rest of the year. I think this is a perfect year for Georgia. I think Georgia's very good. I think, though, also what helps them is Florida takes a step back without Kyle Trask, without Pitts, without Kadarius Toney. On the flip side, as great as Alabama is in terms of reloading, 
It drives me nuts in collegiate athletics, and this applies to Ohio State, Clemson, and everybody else. Don't sit there and tell me you're reloading Trevor Lawrence, you're reloading Justin Fields, you're reloading Mac Jones. These are all guys drafted in the first 15, 16 picks of the NFL draft. Devontae Smith won a Heisman Trophy, third wide receiver to win a Heisman. Uh, you lose Jalen Waddle, who actually, in my opinion, was probably not necessarily at the collegiate level in terms of stats, but he was better than Jerry Judy, better than Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman. You can't tackle this guy in a phone booth. He's unbelievable. And then on the punt return, what he brought to the game, I thought Alabama lost a lot of talent. So I think this is the perfect storm for Georgia this year in terms of what they had, the opportunity. And I'll tell you, it's going to be easy to tell with Georgia how the season goes in week one when they play against Clemson in Charlotte. If they do well, they win the game. I think this team is ascending very quickly. If they lose a tight, hard-fought game, they'll be fine. But if they get dusted, it could be a bad season for Georgia. Here's the other thing that helps Georgia is the fact that they're in the SEC. I mean, the reality is that they could afford a lot. If there's a team, if there's a conference where teams or a team can afford a loss, it's the SEC. Just look at how that uh, what you know the the considerations they get. The other aspect of it is for Alabama. Alabama not only loses players to graduation to the draft, they lose coaches. Yeah. Every year, this is a staff that's always got to retool the Revolving coaching door, staff. Yep. So, uh, but to, to Amal's point, I mean, we've, you know, Georgia's uh, uh, gotten considerable play uh, already in, in the future book, too, because Alabama's price is so short. But the other thing, what we did was put uh, regular season wins by conference. So uh, the thought this year was in the event that there is a canceled game, it, it a, a conference game can get rescheduled. So, for that particular matchup, you know, we always have the house rule that uh, a game must take place on the scheduled date unless otherwise stated. For regular season wins, as long as they play their conference games, then you're going to have action on those conference games rather than say, you know what, now, now they, they didn't play every game, uh, then, you know, now it's got to be a refund. So there, that was the reason for one of the, uh, the biggest reason, actually, uh, for going with conference regular season wins instead of overall season wins. Yeah, I like that idea because let's be real here. The conference games are going to, they're going to figure out a way to play them. Non-conference yep. games could come into jeopardy uh, depending on teams in which states they're competing in. And we used uh, eight for Alabama. Uh, I'm sorry, seven and a half uh, for Alabama and seven, for, uh, seven over for Georgia. Are people liking the over on both of those, I have to imagine? Yes. For those conference win totals? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they, like, uh, they like both those teams so far. Well, let's talk about Alabama's total win total here on DraftKings, mm -hmm. 11 and a half. The over even money, the under slightly juiced at minus 125. Is that a representation of people seeing how much talent they lost last year? I think it's a it, – it just – you know, Alabama, again, some teams uh, retool. The coaching staff retools, but the team reloads. I mean, you have to remember that their recruiting class is always – filled with uh, four- and five-star recruits. We've seen it over the last few years. We thought that they would have to continue to reload. Mac Jones, the great example is Mac Jones. Tua Tagovailoa gets drafted by the Miami Dolphins, uh, and the team comes back uh, the following year with Mac Jones and does a terrific job. So the perception it, perception is reality to a lot of folks. And Amal, that's, that uh, comes into uh, the numbers. It comes into the betting, too, uh, particularly by the general public. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I want to correct one thing I said earlier. I said Alabama plays Georgia this year. I was wrong on that. They do not. I was wondering why when I looked at the Georgia win total at 10.5, I figured it would have been shaded down a little bit if they were playing them. But 
Danielle, they do have a challenging game. They open with the Hurricanes. We'll mm-hmm. see how uh, De'Ara King reacts coming off the torn ACL if this Miami team can play well. It's, again, in Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Dome. Alabama plays every game there, it seems like, so they're very familiar with the mm-hmm. surroundings and the setting. But then they go to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium week number three. If Emory Jones or whoever else it is that steps up for Florida to become the quarterback, if they can really have an impact, then it could be interesting. Uh, this is a great opportunity when you look at it for Dan Mullen's t- side to be able to be really put a st- uh, real imprint on the SEC and show, hey, we're going to be a competitor every year. And then two weeks after or three weeks after that, they go down to Kyle Field against Texas A&M. Yep. Uh, if they can be solid in terms of how they represent, uh, replace Kellen Mond, I think A&M could be a really challenging team. A&M's going to have a very good defense, so it should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, uh, they have uh, obviously closed out at Auburn this year. Uh, we'll see how that one plays out with Brian Harson taking over now, coming down from Boise State. And the thing about A&M, Omal, is that this is Jimbo Fisher's this is the time all his recruits should be yes, taken. Exactly. There's, there's no excuses uh, for Texas A&M this year. They're putting a lot of chips uh, in the uh, in the pot for for this year's season. So A&M's win total now sitting at nine and a half mm-hmm. over even money and an under slightly juiced minus one twenty five. You know, to me, when I look at Texas A&M, this is going to be a very good team. I'm just pulling up their schedule right now. They're at Colorado, which they should be able to handle. The the their schedule, they play a neutral site, which they always do against Arkansas. That's at Jerry World uh, in uh, Arlington. And then, of course, you've got Alabama at home. Um, I'll tell you right now, they're at LSU to close out the last weekend of the regular season on the 27th. Uh, Daniel, I like this one over 9.5. I really don't see two losses on their schedule. Even if they lose to Alabama at Kyle Field, this team is probably looking at an 11-1, worst-case scenario, 10-2. and two. I, I mean, LSU, to me, I've got a lot of question marks about. Auburn, uh, they go down. This is the schedule. If you are Jimbo Fisher, you're an A&M backer, and I, I tell you, having lived in Texas for a long time, the Aggies always want to move above in the ranks over Texas. This is the year to do it. I mean, there's no better schedule. Everything has worked out. The non-conference is fairly weak. Kent State at Colorado and New Mexico. Everything is lined up for A&M. No more excuses than he alluded to. Let's take a look at another uh, state. I think I believe the state that Amal is actually from. So I was going to say another state you've lived in, but from us, uh, so I think you know where I'm going here, the Big Ten. Ohio State, the number here, 11, over minus 125, and the under even money. You know, I look at Ohio State, this is probably an accurate number. Um, I, I don't think of the Big Ten there's too many challengers. With the way Ohio State has recruited, they're so far superior to everyone else in that league. Uh, to me, you know, when you look at Alabama, as great as they are, the challenge is they're in a much more competitive league. The SEC is so much more difficult the way the other teams recruit Georgia and uh, Florida. I, when you look at the, the Penn State, I mean, who, who's the second-best recruiting team? You know, James Franklin's going to come under some heat if this team can't get things going in the right direction this year. I think the Buckeyes should be able to get to 11 wins, potentially looking at a 12-0 season, even though they're replacing Justin Fields. Still an immense amount of talent there. The Big Ten, the rest of the league is just not at the same level. Uh, even if they drop a game, worst-case scenario, you're looking at a push, and that's why we see it shaded to the over at minus 125. Eight over 30 for the conference. Penn State, so their total sitting at nine, even money on the over and the under slightly juiced at minus 125. So people thinking they're going to get under these nine wins. Yeah, I think with Penn State, there's some question marks. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect out of them. So for me, a lot of teams like this with Penn State and some of these teams you have some uncertainty about, it's kind of a stay away situation. You want to see what emerges. But I will tell you this, you want to be able to jump on these teams fairly quickly because maybe sometimes for a week or two, you can get better lines than before the odds makers make an adjustment. But they open up a Camp Randall. 
it will not be easy going to Madison in September. We'll find out very quickly. And especially keep one thing in mind. I, I don't know if, you know, for people that may or may not have been to Camp Randall, one of the toughest home environments to play in in college football. And remember, no fans last year. You're going to have a rabid. You, you can't wait for third quarter jump around up in Camp Randall this year. Let's look at one last year. Uh, the Coastal Carolina, they made a lot of noise last year, but minus 113 on both sides of their win total set at 10. What do you make of this team? I want to know who the hell put this one in the rundown. <laughs> I, I couldn't care less about Coastal, Cal- Coastal, Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. They didn't care about them last year either, but then look what they did. Listen, I, give me give me a team that's in a real league here. Uh, you know, uh, you know what I forgot. Our producer went to uh, App State. What the co- ah, oh. there it is. There it is. We, we, we got to talk about the Sun Belt Fun Belt. All right. Is that what it is? I, I yeah. finally realized. By the way, seven and a half under Ramal. Go ahead. Go, I was going to say, isn't App State going to win the league anyway? He's not. He's not sure. Matt's saying he's not sure, but I, honestly, I can't tell you. I have not looked at one thing for Coastal Carolina this year. Wow. Uh, well, that's, you're kind of Matt in a bad position. He doesn't have to defend himself Talk here. But, uh, no defense. The fact that he put it in here, that's a crime. He put a spider attack on that, uh, on that graphic. Is that... Uh... Uh, well, by the way, what are we doing next? Breaking the Las Vegas Aviators? <laughs> oh. Do they have a game today, Matt? Okay, no, so we can't. Uh, but Oklahoma, let's look at Oklahoma. The, the Heisman uh, hopeful is usually here. Uh, total sitting at 11 for their win totals. Minus 113 on both sides. What do you make of that? Well, Boomer Center should have a great year. You look at this team offensively, Spencer Rattler back under center. Um, you know, Marvin Mims, if you haven't seen him play a lot, get out of Frisco, Texas, going to be one of the top receivers as a sophomore in college football. He can flat out go. Uh, the key for them is the running game. You know, Oklahoma has recruited a plethora of running backs. They need to make sure they can run the football effectively. They lost a little bit in the offensive line last year. I think that's why you saw a little bit of a drop off. They should be still effective this year on the old line. Defensively, they've gotten much, much better in the last year as the season progressed in terms of defensively ranking the top 20. That's the key for the Sooners. When you get into these national games, we saw it against Alabama. They just weren't there on a national level from a defensive uh, perspective. Alex Grinch, I'm not a big fan of his, but his defenses have started to play better. And if his defense can play just at a halfway decent level, they've got a great chance not only to run the league, but to be able to get into the college football playoff and win a national title. Nine conference games, total set for the conference at eight, and to Mall's point, it's all going to be about their defense. Even on both sides, they're taking more action on the over? Minus, uh, done pretty good too. They're, they're not losing two yeah. games in conference. Take yeah. the eight as a push or a win. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we do have NBA action going on tonight. We'll get back to that with our senior NBA analyst and more coming up on Hour 2 of My Guys in the Desert.